Welcome into the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. We're calling it Streaking. Woo! Illinois basketball beats Michigan State 75-66 in front of an orange out State Farm Center crowd Friday night. Andy, it seemed loud in there. Place was juiced for orange out night. Juiced up? Did you like that? Uh, I did like that. It was solid. It was solid. Yeah, it was loud. I had to put my um, AirPods in at one point just to get something in my my ear holes. Really? So to okay. to stop the noise, it was wow. getting it was getting loud. I should have brought the uh, earplugs, but maybe a line of nation with a little bit of juice going into yeah. that one. You like that? I do. Adult beverages, feeling good <laughs> on a Friday night, all juiced up, and this was back and forth, man. Dane uh, Danger leads it with twenty points for the Illini, and. Really, though, Terrence Shannon, in my eyes, 15 of his 17 points in the first half. Yeah. The dude was unstoppable not ju- okay. in the first half. Not just the first half. The first 10 minutes. The first 10 minutes, he had 15 points. That's crazy. It was pretty incredible. I mean, that dude was getting whatever the heck he wanted. Yeah. And give Michigan State credit, they rebounded and learned how to defend him yeah. in, in that sense. Uh, what did you make of... Terrence's heater there for the first 10 minutes of the game. It just felt like a, a continuation of that game against Nebraska where it felt like Illinois finally ha- had cracked some kind of code on, on the offensive side of the ball because for through that, we'll call it a month, w- funk that they were kind of going through, We were everyone was talking about where the points would come, who would be that guy who could go get you a bucket when you needed to. And... As much talent as we talk about Illinois having, none of the guys on on the team had ever been that guy, including the transfer guys, Terrence at Texas Tech, Matthew Meyer at Baylor. None of those guys had ever been that guy before. So everyone was just kind of twiddling their thumbs like, uh, is someone going to step up and and be that guy? And it feels like we've finally seen Terrence Shannon step in and grow into that role a bit. Uh, You kind of felt it from him in his postgame comments against Northwestern. At least that's what I felt. Being there and experiencing that, being in that huddle, and then tonight, you know, coming out with his hair on fire against yeah. against Michigan State was exactly what Illinois needed to start that game and set the tone. And I know he only scored two points after those first ten minutes, but uh, he's the one who set the tone. He he's the one who is the face of this Illinois basketball program, and uh, they are sure of a heck in a better spot now than they were um, when we were still questioning about who that. That guy was Matthew Meyer with 19 points. Terrence Shannon was 17, like we mentioned. And Michigan State led 37-33 at the half. They mm. were up seven at one point in the first half. I felt like they had control there, and yet Illinois able to withstand it, come back and, and fight in that second half. And I, I really thought for the third straight game, and no coincidence, they win the third straight game. Mm. It has happened before. <laughs> uh, the fight was there. I mean, yeah. this this felt like a pretty high-level basketball game. I know there was a lot of missed layups. There was some uh, – the turnovers actually down for Illinois, just five. I was going to bring um, that up. That's insane, at, considering they were going 18 a clip uh, right? at points during uh, the, the non-conference part yeah. of the season. But, like, there was a point there, like, midway through the second half where it got a little bit sloppy. But overall, yes. I felt like this was a very high-level basketball game. Michigan State came in to this game tied with Purdue, 4-1 and one in the Big Ten – uh, so sitting atop there, and and Illinois just fighting to try and get back to 500 after starting league play 0 and 3, and they do that. It just felt like a, a revival in a sense. Like yeah. this team is back. 
did you get that same sense in the post game press conference? I did, and I and I don't want to declare back status, you know, just yet because Big Ten play is so so difficult. Uh, we're only, you know, thirty percent done with the Big Ten season right now. There's still a lot left to be played, and uh, this team will probably go through even more ups and downs because uh, every season is like a roller coaster. But the funk that they were in for the past month, it certainly seems like they are on the other side of at yeah. this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I would completely agree with it. They're they're playing team basketball. At yeah. least at least that's what it seems like. And five players scoring double figures at Nebraska, uh, three tonight. But I, I still felt like they distributed the ball pretty well overall. Eleven assists, twenty seven made field goals. Like they're they're feeling like more of a team. And it all comes from adjustments that Brad Underwood and the yeah. staff made. I feel like Brad was getting some some you know some some crap on social media about. The way that the team had been playing through that stretch, we'll, we'll say from the Texas game after that game until the Northwestern game, just about not being able to to change or to switch things up, and just people coming after his coaching, uh, and everything that we've seen in the past three games now, the past week and a half, has shown that he is has learned from that and is, and is trying something different. And has discovered something that works really well for this team, that has brought them together, that has made them play team basketball. Matthew Meyer said as much. He he talked about how he voiced his frustrations after one of the games earlier this season. I can't remember which one. It was Alabama A&M. It was Alabama A&M. It was a week after Penn State. Yeah. Because Penn State was the fart noise from Brad. Correct. That got a lot of pub in that. And and Brad calling out Terrence for a lack of leadership. Yeah. The week after that was Matthew... Yeah, and Alabama A and M just saying like, a game that they won by thirty, right? But didn't play well at points. Yeah, I think it was like twenty five or something. It yeah. should have been thirty or whatever, you know. And it's those kind of moments where even when they're winning by twenty plus, they still didn't feel like they played that well. No, because you know they I mean? were, it was two at one point in the second half in that game. Yeah. So Meyer comes out today and said he shouldn't have voiced his displeasures to the the media which he shouldn't have he, like that should stay correct. in house in my eyes uh but he came out and said and really praised Brad and the coaching staff for what they have done to change things since then and it seems like the team is 100% behind them at points we'll go back to the northwestern game their most recent loss it's like does this team even like playing together yeah. it it was just like one-on-ones and taking yeah. wild shots and now they were actually passing, playing as a team. And uh, I think that is a credit to Brad, not just in a system change, but to making sure those guys still believe. Well, and it's really both sides of the ball. I yeah. mean, you know, they were switching everything early in the season defensively. That clearly wasn't working. You know, the offensive game plan wasn't there. I questioned a month ago, what was the offensive game plan? It just seemed like a lot of isolation one-on-one, you know, when he goes to the spread and it seems to be really working, getting guys moving a lot more, getting Coleman off the pressure of just being the point man of the offense. That clearly didn't work. You talked to Coleman one-on-one after the game courtside and a live interview we had on full court Friday, which was awesome to get those like instant reactions from Coleman and and despite him having some struggles tonight especially in the first half bounces back with 9 points and uh you know I, I thought he put it pretty well uh that maybe he's a little braggadocious but you know he said teams are going to give Illinois their best and they are Illinois has been mm-hmm. the the winningest program the past 3 years and and Coleman I thought for all the times Andy we've seen him kind of like get himself out of a game 
it said a lot to me that he was able to keep fighting in this one yeah. after not scoring in the first half. Uh, did have five rebounds, but 0 for 6 in the first half and, and comes back and, and makes contributions. Uh, you know, 3 for 3 on his shots in the second half, finishes with eight rebounds and nine points. Like I, I thought that was a positive for as poor of a first half as he really had. Yeah, and the biggest one, of course, was the offensive rebound on the Dane Danger miss and then put back. It kind of seemed like that put Illinois um, far and away. It, put, it just put the game to bed. Uh, and you should have seen his reaction after that. Like, the, they called the timeout after that, and the crowd is amped up, and Coleman's yelling. Like, there were some good moments in that final 10 minutes of crowd react reactions. Video that we're probably going to use on WCIA for a long time because it was really good. Awesome. Um, we love the reactions and the energy and everything like that. But, yeah, Coleman's staying in that, playing the most minutes out of uh, anyone tonight, uh, being able to be present keep his head, and then still contribute to moments like that is uh, growth. And it's something that you expect to see out of a junior. And it, it's good to see him finally – not I want to say finally. I'm sure he's had his moments. But, you know, just to be there and to get there I think is important. Yeah, good call on those minutes because I don't remember him playing that many minutes and, and being as productive as he was, especially in that second half. I thought they could have got Dane Danger the ball a lot more, more in yes, the first correct. half. Especially because Terrence – uh, he was on the heater, and then he wasn't. It yeah. was like pretty quick where things just weren't going well for him after yeah. that 10-minute stretch. And I just kept watching going, get Dane the ball. Like, why yeah. isn't Dane getting touches? Because he's showing himself into being a very, very important piece to this team. Yeah. We've talked about his defense before, but you know, for tonight for him to go 8 for 12 and 4 or 5 from the line, I, I think is really positive. Seven rebounds in that as well, 20 points uh, for the big man. A couple blocks in there, and, you know, he is playing himself into a huge piece of this team, and I just feel like they need to get him more. Yeah, it felt like they could have gotten him more in the second half, too, for, sure. as, for as well as he did. It was like every time down the court, especially any time uh, that Sissoko wasn't in there, it's like, yeah. get Dane the ball. Just give it to him inside and, you know, see what happens. I, you know, uh, 20 points is a great night for him. Uh, seven rebounds as well. Uh, drawing five fouls and then being able to hit four of his five free throws was yeah, important as well. The free throw is well. so important. Yes. Uh, the little, like, behind-the-back thing just drives me nuts because he's not a good free throw shooter. He came into the night shooting, like, 48%, but whatever. Whatever makes you feel good. Hey, sure. You do you, do you uh, big guy. But the fact that he plays 32 and a half minutes, mm -hmm. very, very productive. Like, I just feel like they need to continue getting him the ball more, and he has got to be able to make his free throws. Yes. Like, there's going to be points where mm -hmm. he's going to be fouled, late and, and he has to step up and have confidence in that. The defense continues to play really well, and how about Matt Meyer's six blocks, man? He like, where has, did that come he from? He has been all over the place. The story that he told in the press conference, which you can listen to all of it on WCIA.com, uh, was that he learned how to block like that by watching Coleman Hawkins. He says he didn't really know how until he got here over the – not even the summer. He got here in August. Yeah. And, uh, like mid-July. Yeah. And, like, he was saying that Coleman was blocking his shots and everything in practice. So he started watching his game and, and you know – he called himself more athletic than Coleman. Yeah, I, thought, I love that yeah. dig that he had to throw in there late. That was yeah. great. And he says that's how he learned it. He was just ever, the chase down block. Oh, man, that was uh, big in the in, first half. In the first half, I think that was on Holloman. 
um, that turned into the technical right. by, by Izzo. Like he's was just Jaden all had over the, the rebound place. bucket there, right? Correct. After yep. well, Walker got the initial rebound yep. after the block, uh, and then Epps did a great job uh, sticking on Walker and making sure he didn't get a clean shot. So as they're dribbling back down the court, that's when Izzo got yeah. his technical. Uh, an Illinois assistant also got a technical. Yeah, never was it never, an assistant. It was they... an assistant. Never got a res- never got an answer on who okay. it was exactly. But who's your we, money on? I would say probably. Jeff, I would say. You think? Or Joey Biggs. <laughs> or Joey Biggs. <laughs> I think, <laughs> think so. Yeah, those are my two bets. I I'm going to go with uh, Tim Anderson. Really? Yeah, I think so. I, like, he's just like sneaky, like throw something out there. Probably. You know I mean? And if you just See, catch it right by exactly. when the ref's going by. Yeah, Tim won't be yeah. loud, but no. Tim, Tim will throw something down there that's yeah. that'll hurt. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly. meaningful. He's that's like, what I mean. He's like, quiet <laughs> with it, but it's... It'll impact you. <laughs> um, but no, like Meyer, great on the defensive side and has been for most of this season. And just coming yeah. up with so many today is wild. Yeah, I, I thought he was super impactful. And man, what a difference he is making, you know, in this in these last, what, three weeks? Yeah. Like, I felt like he has really asserted himself into playing team basketball. Yeah. You know, I think that's a fair assessment of his first month here of like, okay, well, what is Matthew Meyer doing? It, it just felt like he was very selfish, and I don't know if selfish is the right word, but just looking for his. Sure. And and I don't think that is always like self-intended to where, oh, I've, I've got to get mine, and, and I don't care about the team. But I think there's a dynamic, and Brad talked about this in the postgame too, where it's on Brad to be like, hey, you, you need to get Terrence shots. Yeah. You need to get Matthew shots. You need to get Dane more touches and more shots. That's on Brad to figure that out. But you can still be uh, selfish in a sense while being impactful for your team because Terrence needs to take 13 shots a game. He yeah, just does. 100%. When, when he doesn't, they lose like at Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. Terrence needs to be the go-to guy. He needs to be selfish in that sense and get his shots. But still do it in the flow of the offense. Yeah. And I think that's what's really stood out to me. Matthew's not taking these hero shots anymore, or at least less of them yeah. than he did. Before we get too far away from defense, I do want to mention crazy stat. No made three pointers from Michigan nuts. State. Oh for seven. Isn't that nuts. It is. I mean, I forget what Brad said. It was been the first time since when it's it's happened, but uh, it's been a while. We'll say that. Like yeah. that to hold Michigan State of all teams to no three pointers. Right. He brought up the stat that they they've only won one game this year when they've made less than five threes in a game. So holding them to to nil to none, zilch. And they only Swat. took seven. I mean, sure. I, I would have thought they would have taken more than that. Yeah. But like, hey, if they're only going to take seven and you're going to hold them to none, then hey, that's hundred percent. That's really going to be tough to beat there. Uh, we already hit on the turnovers. What did you make of Sincere Harris going down? I couldn't get a good look of, of exactly what happened. He came back out to the he bench. Did. Is that right? Okay. He came back he out hobbling? to the bench. Uh, not when he came back out. He wasn't okay. hobbling. So the play was. He was diving on on the floor for a ball, and it looked like he got landed on. But when he was leaving the court, it seemed like he was favoring one of his legs. So I'm not sure sure what happened. If I would have guessed, it it would have been upper body, like shoulder or something, considering the way that he got landed on. But uh, he did come back out. He was riding on the the bike on the sideline for a while. So um, he was good. He he at least had made it out, and Brad said in the postgame that it was – uh, just a bruise. Yeah, but we don't know what part, right? We don't know what part. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna body. say something lower body the way that he was walking off. Yeah, didn't he look had, like he was putting much weight on it. No, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this was a positive step for Illinois and and for uh, Illini Nation. It really takes all the ill will of the 0 and 3 start out. Yeah. Uh, now tied for seventh in the Big Ten heading into the weekend gets you back up midway into the pack and, and feeling positive going to Minnesota and a Gophers team that knocked off the Buckeyes of Ohio State on what is today Friday so now Thursday night uh, in Columbus I'm really high on on what Ohio State's potential is I think it's a great win for Minnesota do I think Minnesota's a good team no but Illinois has <laughs> got to go up and yeah. and play to this capability and and this uh type of basketball to get a win and and the schedule here is pretty good because then next week Indiana comes to Champaign and the Hoosiers well. are reeling. Yeah. Uh, they, they are not playing well at all. And so you, f- you feel good here that you can continue to build these vibes. And this is what brought under what is done. Mm-hmm. There's been low points, especially around the bragging rights time uh, for the Illini against high major teams. He seems to build them back up and they are playing very well now. 12 and 5 overall, 3 and 3 in the Big Ten. Andy, final thoughts from uh, a fun night at State Farm Center. That's just a really good game. It's a really good atmosphere. Uh, and Just imagining still what that could be, getting the fans back, like the yeah. students back in there. Were there uh, students tonight? Did you feel like there, there were was some? some? Okay. There were some, uh, but certainly not all of the Orange Crush section was filled with students. Okay, um, yeah. They're not back in town until Tuesday. Exactly. Sure. So, you know, th- the positive energy about this team is building. Surprised at how loud it was considering kind of what the beginning of this Big Ten season has been for Illinois. Yeah. But, you know, the fans are still in it. And, and certainly that was a factor today. I think you can tell that Michigan State was uh, – not that they were shrinking or anything in in that kind of facility in that kind of environment, but you can tell it bothered them a little bit when when things got really loud. Um, so Illinois, uh, let's hope they can keep this up a little bit. You know, just continue the, to build. Exactly, uh, I think that's the biggest thing for this program it, at this point. The players still believe they can win a national championship, which yeah. is, you know, why not? And when you that just, comes from Matthew Meyer, I think it holds a little bit more yeah, weight because he's been there. He's been seen what that team. takes and what. What that's you know needed to do that you know he's been on those big stages and that's what he said after the game. You just got to make it into the tournament. I think this team is a hundred percent capable of that. I think should do that. I would be very surprised if they did not make the tournament at this point. I think their sights should be set on how close can we get to a Big Ten championship? Because uh, certainly that's not out of the picture right now. Being just two games back, certainly started from behind the eight ball, but the yeah, way that, that they're playing right now, um, you know. Why not? Take it a game at a time and just start stacking wins. I sound like Brad Underwood, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see where they go from here. Yeah, you never know. I think anybody can beat anybody. And, and I, you know, Big Ten titles probably, you know, you lose three to early on. That's going to be yeah. really tough to bounce back from. You figure Purdue's not going to lose more than five games. I don't know. I, Projections I, you know. have them at six losses right now. So, <sighs> man, we'll see how that. Big Ten's crazy. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. I mean, there has been some nutty stuff happening. Rutgers winning at Purdue already yeah. this year. That's the Boilermakers' lone win. Uh, they beat up on Nebraska tonight. All right, you're off to Minnesota. Oof, yeah. Enjoy that drive. Long trip. At least it's an early game, though, so, you know. You don't have the night to gallivant night. around Minneapolis. That's yeah. always fun. Minneapolis sure. is a great town, especially in the summer. I'm not as <laughs> much of a fan of the winter. I think the high is 22 on uh, Monday or something okay. like that. Yeah. So. Hey, buddy. Enjoy that one. I will. All right, Illinois. 
streaking. For Andy Olson, I'm Brett Behrens. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3 and one pod. We'll talk to you again Monday after the Illinois at Minnesota game, 5 p.m. tip-off in that one. Thanks for listening. <laughs>